morning, good afternoon, good evening. You are listening to another episode of the Cypher Podcast, possibly the last episode of the year. We'll get more into that as we progress. I am Jeff Farina, joined by, as always, Mr. Evan Schaefer. How's it going, man? Hey, it's going good. Um, ready to do another podcast. It's uh, Sunday tradition at this point. Got my coffee. Um, excited about this episode. We were talking about this probably very early on when we first started doing the show. We kind of came up with uh, just spitballing, a little brainstorming, doing some show ideas, and, and the Tech EDC Everyday Carry was one that was on the list, so I'm, I'm excited to sit down and talk about this one with you. Yeah, same, and I, I need this coffee to like inject into not only my veins, but also my brain. Mm. Uh, my house is one giant virus right now, it seems, so what, what, what had the, the Schaefer household gripped has now moved to, to my house. Oh, man, it's, so. it's everywhere. Nathan's been doing, um, he's been going to gymnastics locally here, and, and mm-hmm. yesterday we went, and um, I noticed, I was like, wow, I, I just assumed it was either, you know, we're getting to, you know, holiday season, maybe people have some weekend happenings going on, but there was nobody there, like probably <laughs> a third of the crowd of what we would normally see, and, and I overheard some of the instructors and the trainers saying, yeah, it's like, RSV, COVID, you know, um, just different viruses and infections making the round of the flu. It's just seems like there's a lot, uh, a lot hitting us right now. So, um, yeah, Megan, Megan brought something up earlier this week. I kind of chuckled a little bit, but I was like, you know what? I, I like your style. Um, my nephew got the flu and we've got this whole kind of shared babysitting situation just with the intertwinings of the family and stuff. And, um, uh, so we had some exposure to the flu and, and Megan was kind of worried about it, but then she looked at me and she's like, you know what? I'm just willing away all of the sickness. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> let's, let's do that. I mean, I don't know if it's going to work or not, but let's, let's roll with that and see what happens. So it's, uh, it's fun times, my friend. I hope, uh, I hope Kelly gets well soon. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, like on that note of what Meg said, like we've been getting sick for 30 plus years now it's no, no no different you know it's just in the last two or three years everyone is very hyper aware of it but it's we've all been getting sick for the longest time it's nothing new but i i appreciate it we'll all get past it as we always do yeah tis the sure. season as they say tis the season and so a little ha- housekeeping i think uh jeff kind of alluded to it what we're gonna do is we'll probably take a break um after this episode so this will be the last episode for a couple weeks We'll pick it back up in January, and that's when we're going to start bringing in that. We're going to fill the rotating chair um, and start getting some guests on the show. But we just figured, obviously, everybody's busy with the holidays. We've got a lot of stuff coming up, and uh, it's going to be tough to jam in an episode um, up and up and through you know Christmas. So um, figure when we record these things, we like to give you guys the best that we can. And, and in order to do that, I think it's probably just best that we take a break and, and pick it back up in January. So... Don't be alarmed. Uh, there may be a, a filler episode here or there. Jeff mentioned that maybe doing something solo is an idea, which I'm totally open to. And same goes for me. If I've got some time to squeeze in a quickie for you, I'll, have, I'll be happy to do it. So um, just so you guys kind of know what's on the horizon and what to expect uh, as we approach the holidays here. Yeah, I think what I might do, if anything, I might make I might turn a video. I might make a video about the Pixel Watch, which I'll talk about. Maybe I'll just pull the audio out of that and throw that into a podcast form. We'll see. Perfect. Yeah, there you go. I like it. Cool. Well, this this week's episode, and actually, real quick before I forget, because I know he's listening, Brian Feldhaus, I think you might be our first guest, because I really, I mean, we'll talk about it, the three of us, but I really want to get, this is a diehard Apple user who has completely just disavowed himself of all Apple possessions, <laughs> all, mm-hmm. all Apple worldly possessions in the last week, 
and has gone full Pixel 7 and full Android. So I kind of want to get his thoughts. Like, I, I feel like we have to grab him before he switches back again. I, I want to hear him now and then hear him then. So, like, the, the clock is ticking on yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, we need to get him on ASAP. <laughs> no, We've got to get this story live. 100%. I think that's an interesting one. You always love to hear, you know, the people that jump ship or maybe bounce between tech. Uh, this is a bit more drastic than, like, you know, the you and me. It's it's a little more expected. Like, you know, people laugh yeah. when we switch. But when you see something like this, it's like, oh, wow, okay. Why? Tell me more, you know, and I think it would be great to sit down with Brian. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. It's just, and it's definitely inside baseball, but we were talking in our Discord server, and I think what what is so interesting to me and what drives us to do this is just the something new feel, similar to like the Chromebooks, how you and I went like diehard Chrome OS, you know, for like a solid year. Because it was just something new that not everyone else was doing. And I think that's like what, what pulls me in so many different directions. It's like, all right, now everyone's on this. It's time for me to change. It's just yep. the way it is. That's it. So, all right. So we're going to jump into some tech EDC, everyday carry, kind of what we have with us every day and why. And we have a list here in front of us. We're going to go over some prices, whether they be current or what we paid at the time, who makes them, where you can get them, that sort of thing. So... Evan, if you could jump into yours first as my as my voice is starting to phlegm up. Yeah. Um, where are you at? So I guess um, I've got a kind of a mishmash of all different things. So it's interesting hearing, just going back to Brian about how he switched from Apple to Android, it seems. So I've done that before, especially most recently with the Apple ecosystem, kind of diving in there, going with the phone and the laptop and, and all of the accessories and looking at Apple Watches and stuff like that because, you know, you think that all these um, these tools will work in tandem with each other and everything kind of complements and, and really just enhances the overall, uh, the overall user experience, right? So my list is interesting just because I'm looking through it now and I really just have like a total mishmash of all different makes. I'm really not locked down to any one ecosystem, which goes back to that self-hosted episode that we had where I've kind of got my uh, my eggs in a bunch of different baskets here um, as far as who makes this hardware. And I think right now I can honestly say before we dive into like the individual pieces of what makes it up, I think right now I'm probably most content with my setup. I think I've hit a point where, and it's taken you know, a couple years probably to find what I like and what will work best for me. But I think I finally hit that point where I'm like, okay, I think I'm, I think I'm good here. This is feeling a little sticky. So, um, I guess to start out with the EDC, I think it's important to talk about what you use, um, to carry those items, right? So what you're using to transport your tech. Um, for me, I just have, it's a simple laptop bag. Uh, it's from sfbags.com. They're called Waterfield Designs, I believe. Um, I've got a, I'm going to have to look it up, but it's basically like a, a two-pouch leather um, over-the-shoulder uh, carry bag for a laptop. And the thing that I like about it is that it'll hold a 13-inch laptop, and then in that second... Um, pouch inside the bag you can also throw in there either accessories or um, another device which is something that that spot in the bag has kind of been rotating for a couple years now I've had different things in there from iPads to Chromebooks to um, to uh, e-readers like uh, um, I want to call them e-readers but I'm talking like your Kindle type devices mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's kind of nice because 
you know, obviously you can do most things with the laptop, but it's nice to have that option to throw a secondary device in there, whether it's for throwing up a tablet for YouTube during the day or to take a break and read something for a half an hour, um, whatever it might be. So I'm going to have links. Uh, Jeff and I kind of talked about this, but we'll put links to everything in the show notes. Uh, none of these are affiliate links, so we're not, you know, getting any kind of kickback from these, but we just figured, you know, we like to, we're passionate about our tech. We like to share it with the listeners. So if you're curious about anything that we're using, you can find links to most, if not all of these in the show notes. Um, so I'm looking quickly. Uh, I'll probably, and their stuff's nice too, by the way. Waterfield. Yeah, Jeff, actually, you turned me on to these guys. Um, and Megan got this for me. I think it was for Christmas, probably. It was either Christmas or birthday um, a couple years ago. But yeah, beautiful quality. Um, I mean, it, it just looks great. It's You got like the little patina on it with the leather. And it's, it's actually held up really well. Like this bag, I've kind of... I've taken it with me every day pretty much for the last year or two, and it's it's holding up great. So, um, yeah, I'm struggling right now to find the exact name of it. I'm looking on their website, but I'll definitely include a, a note in the show notes. Um, you're probably looking at a couple hundred bucks for this bag. Um, Handmade, though, and I think in the United States, that's why. Yep, yep, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, based out of California, San Francisco to be more specific. Um, and, yeah, just a, a fantastic little messenger bag. Uh Love it. Can't speak highly enough about it. Um, talking to Jeff, I, I'm kind of hitting a point where you'll see as we work through the list, the EDC is uh, increasing in terms of uh, how much space it's taking up. So may start to explore other options. And I think, Jeff, that's where you can kind of speak to. You've got something a little bit bigger. Yeah, so on the bag note, so mine was spurred initially uh, because these guys make a lot of camera gear. So peak design. Uh, which is this is not this is the first product in the list, but not the last that we're going to be talking about. So I, I initially had uh, picked up some of their camera equipment. They have a, a nice sling setup where it's these little, uh, I don't know, what would you call them? It's like a, like a pendant or a medallion. They probably have a name for it. I'm, I'm sure if I go on their website, I can find it real quick. But they hang from the side of your camera, uh, and they basically clip into everything. So everything they make, uh, it, it clips into that. So you can clip your camera into the sling, um, the lanyard into that, whatever it may be. The bag, their backpacks also use the same design. Now they have they have pouches, they have uh, fanny packs, they, you have everything, you name it. But what I'm using specifically from them because of my whole experience with them uh, is the Peak Design Everyday Backpack. It's the 20 liter version. So it'll hold, they claim it'll hold up to a 16 inch laptop. I will tell you, I now have a 15-inch Alienware laptop, and it does not fit there. Mm. Uh, however, I have tested a friend's 16-inch MacBook Pro, and it does fit. So, uh, you know, it'll fit the 14-inch MacBook Pro that you and I I currently have, but I won't soon, but you do have. Um, it'll fit that without a problem whatsoever. Uh, so, you know, anything, let's just say 14 and under, is probably the safe bet. Unless you have a 16-inch MacBook Pro, then you are also fine. But uh, mm. same thing as the SF bags, as the Waterfield bags. Great quality. Again, this is more of a backpack. It's not a sling. Uh, I, I was always dead set on I need to have a sling or a satchel type bag, just, you know, one that's over the shoulder uh, because I, I wanted to, to, it to look as professional as possible. And then mm. one day I was in I was in a boardroom uh, for one of the things I volunteer with. And it's, a you know, 20 CEOs of other companies that are bigger than ours in, in most cases. And I looked around and I was one of two people with a sling type bag. Everyone else had backpacks. And I'm like, all right, maybe... 
you know, maybe times have changed. A backpack is okay in a boardroom, in a conference room. So that's when I decided to jump in and get a backpack. And I've had this thing for, I think, what's it been? Maybe two years now? It's been at least a year. Um, and aside from the little buckle that's on the front of it, and of course it's like 10 feet away from me, so I can't just easily grab it. But aside from the buckle in the front of it, just because the, the, the anodize is wearing from just opening and closing, but it's not deforming or anything. It's just a slight wear pattern on it, you know? It looks brand new otherwise. So I highly recommend their stuff, and they have a, what it's called the capture clip system. That's their whole their whole clip system. Nice, yeah. That's uh, it's interesting that you say that because that's kind of like the exact reason that I was leaning towards the bag that I got is just from a you know you want to kind of look like a professional, right? And yeah, uh, play the part. But yeah, I, I I'm kind of surprised by that that more people are wearing backpacks, but it makes sense. Yeah, you know, and and. There was a day that I was down in the financial district. This was probably within the last year, so I already had had the backpack. And looking around, you're you're looking at lawyers, you're looking at you know people that are in finance, and they're in suits in a lot of cases, but they have backpacks. So it really has gone full circle. Like it's it's okay to bring a backpack now because I think people just have them in college and they just stick with it. You know, as long as the backpack looks nice and isn't like your LL Bean from high school with your initials, you know, engraved <laughs> on it and stuff, you're totally right. fine. <laughs> Definitely. Um... Good. So moving on from there, um, just again, sticking on uh, talking about peak design. So recently I picked up a new case for the phone that I'm using, which we'll get to. Um, I picked up a a peak design um, case for my phone and Jeff, you had recommended their wallet to a company that. Mm. um, So I, as you guys know, was talking about the iPhone recently. I started using uh, Apple Pay with that. Prior to, I had never used any kind of um, mobile payment solution, uh, you know, out and about when I'm shopping. Uh, so I decided to to take the dive with Apple Pay, and it was just a game changer right away. I was like, wow, I can't believe I waited this long to do this. Um, in that transition, I kind of found like, wow, you know, I've got this, you know, traditional kind of folding wallet. Um, I've got, you know, whatever, eight, ten cards in there um, that. I'm just, I really don't use. I just kind of have them with me because they fit in the wallet. So I realized I can carry a lot less with me. Um, so, you know, leaning on that mobile pay solution. So right now I'm using Google Wallet. Works fantastic. Um, I primarily use that for payment. I carry maybe a debit card, a credit card, and my driver's license with me is really like all I need for my everyday now. So I was looking all over the place for just kind of like a slim wallet um that i could use and honestly it's kind of at the point where it's like i don't even need i just want something i can throw in my front pocket um just yep. used to that you know folding less chance of it getting grabbed that way too yeah it, exactly so i um was kind of asking around and jeff brought it up he's like hey you should have listened to me when i told you this a year ago but you should grab that big design <laughs> wallet um so honestly the timing was perfect uh i looked at it and i said you know what i should give this a go so uh yeah i picked that up it's the Peak Design Mobile Slim Wallet. Goes for $45 on peakdesign.com. Um, it's just a nice little wallet. I don't know what to say. It's a, it's high quality, easy to open up. There's a little magnetic flap on it. You flip it up, you pull a little slide, and it pops out the three cards pretty easily. You got quick access to whatever you might need um, when the need arises. And yeah, it's just the perfect perfect slim wallet but the fact that i can use that alongside with the phone case and kind of it'll act like that apple magsafe um wallet that i had Mm. previously it's um you know it's familiar though i only had that for a month or so but it's familiar and 
it's uh, it's nice that I can just kind of have the phone and the wallet together at all times and don't have to worry about oh, where's my wallet or did I forget my wallet today. Um, so it's been working out great. And, and again, that's a recommendation that you gave me, Jeff. I'm really happy with it. And I think you're using the same wallet still and, and have been I using am. it. Yeah, I've had, um, I've had a ton of wallets over the course of my life. My first wallet when I was four was Yogi, Yogi the Bear. Nice. Uh, Velcro, you know, I had that wallet till I was probably like 14 because I just thought it was sick. <laughs> and then from there, I went to like, I always had the leather card style wallets. I never had like any trifolds or bifolds. It was always just a singular that, that held like, you know, six cards. And even that was too thick. I've, I've never wanted anything thick. And so I've, I've had, you know, over the course of my life, 10 different wallets. And they were nothing special. They were cheap wallets. But this I've had now for multiple years. And I'm never going to... Uh, I'll have this until we finally don't need to carry cards at all. Put it that way. This, this wallet's awesome. It's as simple as it comes. It's nice looking. It's like a nylon canvas material, I guess. It's super durable. I throw mine everywhere. I mean, it's magnetic. So I just stick it to metal stuff to get it out of the way. Um, even in my car, I found a spot like near the steering column where it just sticks to it. So I just stick it there and you know, it's the thing's awesome. I, I highly recommend this wallet. Nice. Yeah. And I'm, I haven't really been like a big wallet guy. Like I just kind of grab whatever works, but same thing. I've had like a handful of wallets over the years. They've all been pretty similar in, in style or function. Um, recently we were doing some work, uh, up in New Hampshire and I popped into a store that we're actually doing this work in. And I was kind of poking around while they were closed and, they have this beautiful, just like a, it's similar in size to the Peak Design wallet. It's a nice leather wallet. Um, and I'm just like, you know, it. there's a lot out there. Like the, you can look on YouTube. There's YouTube channels of these guys that just review wallets and that's kind of what they do. And it's easy to, uh, if you're the if you're like us or like me, I'll speak for myself. Um, you like to do your research on stuff. You can pretty much hop on YouTube and there's, it's going to be a little niche community for whatever it is you're looking into, right? But Oh, yeah, big time. Um, but, yeah, I've looked at everything like those, you know, slim leather wallets. Uh, there's cheapo stuff on Amazon. But I'm kind of at the point where it's – I'm realizing you definitely get what you pay for. I try not to go to Amazon for everything just because a lot of it's just kind of not great quality. It's not going to last you. And with a wallet where you're taking it with you every day, you want something that's going to it's going to last. So, um, Yeah, had, Amazon – Amazon's not to not to interject, but I, I want they've kind of become like the big lots of like, you know, it's just like knockoff stuff in a lot of cases that like I was having this conversation with Kelly the other night. Like you go into a Walmart, right? Walmart gets plenty of grief and stuff like that, but they've always been like, oh, well, some of the stuff there is cheap. Some of it, you know, they have plenty of brand name stuff, too. But the big thing is in order to sell on Walmart, it has to get approved. They have to pitch it. You know, think of like Shark Tank, right? They have to pitch it to the people in the boardroom and get them to carry their product. Amazon. You don't have to do that. So who knows where this stuff's being made? If it's like a new name or a knockoff name, who knows where it's being made? What kind of condition? What kind of materials? All that. It's just there's no control. Uh, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of over Amazon myself. That's my little tirade for the day. Yeah, and it's you know just to piggyback on that, not to not to go too far off track, but it's funny that you say that now because I was listening to another podcast recently. They were talking about the PlayStation Network and all this shovelware, all these games that yes. go up that are like simple platinum trophies and stuff. And it's like, you, you why why should they sell this? There should be some kind of barrier, like a quality barrier to entry here. Exactly. Right. So it's like what? Just because you can sell the game means that it should be available everywhere? No. You you do need to petition to Walmart to say, hey, we've got this product. Do you think it's something that's you know a good fit for your store? Worthy. Right, yeah. exactly. That's exactly it, though. It's shovelware. Yeah, 100%. Yep. So it, Amazon's, uh, it's becoming the shovelware uh, storefront of, of physical goods, it seems. I've I've felt that way for a while. It's just, you know, it's easy. That's 
that's the yeah. the problem, right? That's my dad does his Christmas shopping on Amazon because it's easy, you know. But right. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, there's going to be a little bit of overlap here with some of the stuff that Jeff and I have, um, just because you know we talk a lot about tech and and frequently make recommendations to each other, right? So, um, <laughs> for moving on, so. I talked about the Waterfield bag. So in that second pouch right now, the latest device that I've got, I spoke a little bit about it during most our most recent episode, but I grabbed a Lenovo Duet 5. Um, it's a Chromebook uh, 2-in-1 tablet with a detachable keyboard. Um, that's what's living in the second pouch in the laptop bag right now. Uh, also grabbed a Penoval, um USI stylus. I, th- I believe it uses that USI technology. So yeah. Um, Works great. I'm actually jotting down some notes right now on the Chromebook as we kind of chat here just to, to kind of keep my thoughts in order. Um, but the eye-opener for me recently was just, Jeff, like you mentioned, having a tablet that you can use for note-taking and YouTube. That is pretty much all I need this thing for. Yeah, yeah. It's um, It works great, and it was an eye-opener, number one, with you saying that, but then also having that... Um, Oh my goodness, what's it called? The Remarkable Tablet. Uh, mm. That that just went back to China recently. I just mailed that back uh, <laughs> on Friday. But, um, <clears throat> you know, having that, I kind of realized, like having a device that's dedicated and has a purpose in your EDC, um, that thing really helped to keep me on track. It was like a, a big game changer for me. So being able to use the Chromebook in that same way, but it does offer a little bit more in terms of features, um, it's just a better use of my money basically. Um, yeah. so really happy with it so far. I got a killer deal on it. Um, basically Best Buy had some issues with the duet three no. that I was trying to buy. Yeah, I know. Best Buy, <laughs> worst buy is, worst buy as Feldy likes to call it. So, um, yeah, we, we were, I was standing around in their store for an hour and 20 minutes while they were trying to find my, my order that I placed and they were sending me back and forth from customer service to order pickup and, Finally, I grabbed a manager and said, hey, listen, you know, sorry to get you involved here, but I just don't have any confidence that these guys can find what I'm looking for. Can you help me out? So after he spent a half an hour looking, basically came back and said, hey, it says we have the Duet 3. I can tell you right now I don't have it. And he's like, if we can find something comparable, then I have no issue dropping the price. And I almost said no. I was going to walk out, but I was like, you know what? Let's just let's see what you can do. And he ended up pulling it up online, the Duet 5, which I had previously um, back when we had our, our foray with the, uh, the Chromebooks and, um, he's like, oh, let me see what I can do with this one. And he ended up knocking it all the way down to 250. So I got it for, for half off, just 50 bucks more than the Duet 3. And I mentioned it's worth a little it. bit, yeah, definitely worth it. Like this thing is, it's, it's a powerhouse when you're looking at Chromebooks. Um, OLED screen. OLED screen. Yep. Speakers are good. Uh, it's got the, the keyboard comes with it, full case and everything. Stylus works great with it depending on which app you're using. That's kind of my little asterisk there. Um, but uh, yeah, it's um, it's a little bit bigger than I would like just for how I plan to use it, but um, I'm not going to complain just because of the price I paid. It's typically $4.99. I got it for $2.50. So killer right. deal, and that's what's living in the, uh, the second pouch of my bag right now. Nice, nice. Yeah, on my end, so... I was in a similar boat, except I got mine. So Lenovo was... Did we talk about it last week? I don't know if we did, but Lenovo was running a, a deal, a sale on the Duet 3. So this is the the second-gen Duet 3. 
it's an 11 inch tablet evan yours is a 13 inch tablet right the duet 5 right yeah so uh they had it they had it marked down on their website to 199 and then chrome unboxed which i'm going back and forth in the discord uh with with jeff b right now uh how they're one of the best in my opinion one of my favorite if not the better tech review websites because they're just the regular people uh, mm. who review stuff and they really do know chrome os and chrome chromebook device as well so they had a link last sunday i think it was a week ago today i think i don't know um I, actually i have no idea how long it's been maybe two weeks but yeah maybe a couple yeah yeah just a blink of an eye mm-hmm. uh, but it was 199 and then if you bought through rakuten uh it would give you an additional 20 bucks uh cash back back through rakuten so i ended up getting this from 179 and picked it up in a best buy store and you know it's I've had iPads. I just had an iPad Air 5, Gen 5 with the M1 uh, that is now gone. And the iPad's great. Uh, it really is. It's, it's one of the better tablets. But I don't use it for half of what it can do. And I'm finding that most of the people I talk to also don't use it for what it can do. I was just using it for notes and just using it for YouTube. I don't need a $500 tablet for that. Mm. Uh, so this thing has been more than enough. I have a keyboard now. I have a trackpad now without having to spend $300 for Apple's version of that. So I have a, I have a $180 tablet plus a $40 stylus that just came in. So call it $220 all in. Then I'm able to take notes with, watch YouTube, reply to emails using a keyboard, like an actual physical tangible keyboard with. And it's it's great. It's I think we always have these aspirational purchases and aspirational ideas with these purchases, but you know, the more I do this, the older I get, the more I find I'm, I'm just not using it for those purposes. As I'm sitting here podcasting on a Mac studio, that's about all I do with it. <laughs> the most expensive podcasting machine ever. <laughs> but it's just, it is what it is. Like I, I, we, we tend to overbuy because we, you know, we, we're passionate about this stuff. We like it. If you're listening, you like it and you're passionate most likely too. And that's, that's the conundrum that I find myself in quite often is like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it doesn't happen. So make no mistake about it. This is probably one of the more realistic purchases I've ever made. And I use this thing every single day. I love it. I love the size of it. It's in my backpack. I don't even feel that it's in my backpack. Uh, and because it's small, it's truly with me everywhere. Yeah. It doesn't have an OLED screen like Evans. It doesn't have eight gigs of Ram. It has four, but again, I'm just using it for Google Keep Notes and YouTube and Twitch occasionally. And that's it. It's it's perfectly fine for that. Mm. And I'll pull it out and sit on the couch with it to pay a quick bill or to find a quick email because it's easier than having to walk into my office and sit down at my desk. It's just, it's worth it to have something that's always with me. It's true everyday carry that way. Mm, that's excellent. So highly yep. recommend it. Yeah, and especially for half the price of, of, well, even more than half the price of Apple's offering, if you consider the Magic Keyboard and all that other stuff, it's... It's a great, yeah, so the the, great iPad, value. the iPad Air five. When you add the Apple Pencil, plus I just had the Folio case. It was the Apple Folio case. But when mm-hmm. you add that whole package together, that package was around seven fifty. I want to say seven fifty to eight hundred dollars all in for all that stuff. Yep. Whereas with this, again, two twenty all in. Yeah, unbelievable value, definitely. Yeah. And and you know, don't let us undersell it. I mean, this is how we use it, right? But the possibilities of what you can do with these things far extend what we're sure. talking about here, which is nice. It gives you, there's more there if you need it. So very, mm-hmm. very cool. Um, so moving on from the tablet, uh, probably the big one, right? So this is, <laughs> you're, everybody's got this for their for everyday carry. Uh, you have to have this as part of the arsenal. So what cell phone are we using? So uh, again, a little bit of overlap here, but I've got a Pixel 7, talked about it on the last episode. Um, I think I mentioned I top I, I dropped the the Pixel Seven from the top of a ladder. Uh, yeah. Got my new one set up, so I got 
my IQ shield screen protector in, um, and I got my, I think he's, is it Sopigard? Sopigard? I don't know how to say it, but. Sopigard, um, Sopigard, so, yeah. Yeah, so I just ordered like a little skin, a matte black skin for the camera bar, uh, just because it looks like it's something that could be easily scratched. I actually prefer the look of it without that, but um, yeah, I, I was, you know, I stuck to my word. I said, I'm going to. I'm gonna wait until all these things finally come in from from Amazon and, and from the other guys, so that I can pretty much take this phone fresh out of the box, stick the screen protector on there, and it is fully protected now. Um, mm-hmm. Pixel Seven, and again, I don't know if this is still just the newness, but I honestly think this is like one of the best phones I've had. Um, yep. I know I'm driving Donnie nuts over here right now, but uh, it's uh, <laughs> it is a phenomenal device. I don't need the pro. I think from a you know looking at the form factor of this thing, it's just great fit in the hand. It's not too big. Wireless charging. I've got my Peak Design case on it to wrap it. IQ Shield and the the camera bar protector, like I mentioned. Um, it just does everything I need it to. I I don't think that I really need much more from a phone. Obviously, when you look at Pixel with the Tensor chip and everything, and some of the features that it packs and what it can do with um, you know with uh, the Google integration and 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 things like that. It's it's like the total package. Um, a lot of the stuff again, going back on what Jeff mentioned about like the Chromebook. I'm probably not using all the features of this thing, but again, as far as my typical app setup and and how I use the phone, it's it's got everything I need on it. Um, and just really happy overall with it. I got the Snow White 128 gig pixel uh, seven. And yeah, it's a phenomenal phone for me so far. Surprise, surprise, we're using the same phone. Mm. Uh, <laughs> we actually, we both had seven pros and I returned mine. It was just, it was too big. I didn't like the curved screen. Uh, I've never, you know, I've never been an iPhone Pro Max guy either. I just, I think it's too big. It's too much phone in my opinion, especially when you have a tablet already. Um, so I, you know, I had returned my 7 Pro. I went back to an iPhone. Well, now I'm back on the 7. and It's the perfect device for me. Uh, the camera is still a Pixel camera. It's fantastic. And it's a perfect size, you know. So there's really not much more to add to what Evan already said. I just, I love the phone. Uh, the, the, the feature updates they're doing are massive. They just had a pretty big one in December. So now you have that clear, uh, clear voice calling, everything along those lines. Mm. When it initially came out, my wife had a 7 and she had problems with it on Mint. It, it wasn't connecting. Those problems are gone. I haven't. I'm still on Mint for the time being. I haven't had any problems at all as far as connectivity goes. In fact, I'm getting better reception now than I was even with the Seven Pro back back when. Um, nice. So yeah, nothing but good things to say about the Pixel. Highly recommend it. They're on sale right now again too for what we paid, which was the 4.99 for the the 128 gig uh, version. We have the same color and the same size both. So nice. Yeah, and I will say too just bringing up that conversation that I had when I picked up the iPhone and talking about how I wanted something with a great camera and it seemed like that's all I was really looking for it seems like everybody's always talking about the camera when they get a new phone right but yeah I think for the first time last night I kind of realized I was just shooting so we went in town there's this house that's got like this ridiculous um Christmas light display and we showed up there were like 30 cars parked in front of this guy's house and he had like this whole walkway with all these Christmas lights and everything. So I'm out there at night just with the, you know, the Christmas lights out or whatever and snapping some pictures and the low light performance on this camera is incredible. I'm like, I think for the first time I was truly really, I was just blown away with how well it performed. There are like, 
I know a lot of the stuff is in the software, right? So you snap a picture and, and um, Jeff, you know the name of this with the uh, with like the uh, the photo on the photography side, it does like that digital enhancement kind of stuff. I forget what they call it exactly. Um, but I was snapping some low light pictures and you can see there is a lot of noise in certain areas. Um, oh, like ISO noise, yeah. Yeah. ISO but, noise, yeah. Yep. And, um, but I will say otherwise, like even just using like the front facing camera, just grabbing like pictures of me and the kids and stuff like that, in low light scenarios, it performs like surprisingly well. I'm actually like very, very happy with it. And that's a non-pro, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It's... Uh, it's it's pretty impressive. I'm I'm really happy with this phone, and I'm glad I'm giving it a second go, just because I I did give up on it pretty quick the first time around. Yeah, I mean, Apple Apple and Google. Are, I mean, really, Samsung's doing it too. Computational photography, they're all doing it. That's it. But but Pixel does it better than anybody, in my opinion. They're, they're the they were the the OG, right? They're the original gangster of computational photography. The OG, a comp foe, you know. <laughs> um, and they just they still do it the best, basically. Yep. So. Definitely. Definitely. So moving on, uh, let me see. You've got a note in here about a charger that you use. So I don't really have like any kind of uh, a charger or even like battery bank or anything like that. But tell tell us a little bit about that that you've got there. Yeah. So I was as pulling up the links. The version I have is not what's at the link. I the one I have now is when they first came out. So Anchor, uh, who you know is, has been one of the ironically enough better. Uh, boutique blanket you know carpet boutique brands whatever you want to call it from amazon again that's why that's where the irony comes from but they've always made chargers in fact i have in the drawer next to me i have one of their bluetooth speakers that's probably about six or seven years old uh i think i paid 40 bucks for it back then i've left it out in the rain it's come to the beach 50 times it's been thrown 50 feet into a brick walkway and the thing looks like hell but it works like it did day one so you know that was their first product i ever had and i have two of their um battery packs as well but they don't leave the house they only come with me when i'm flying and stuff but i do love anchor and that's what started the love affair with anchor i also have one of their one of their gan chargers so it's a it's a very high wattage output charger but it's very small i have one of the original ones it only has one port on it it's i think it's a 65 or 75 watt so i was able to charge a macbook pro with it used it every day to charge my 14-inch MacBook Pro. But that's always in my bag because that will ch- it's USB-C, so that will charge my phone, that will charge uh, my Steam Deck, which we'll get into, that will charge my tablet. Uh, it, I was charging an iPhone previously with it. So I highly recommend check out Anchor stuff. You can get them on Amazon. You can probably buy them at Best Buy, and I know you can buy them direct. They quite often have uh, big sales on their GAN Prime stuff. So uh, it's it's nice to have something that can charge everything in your bag, and that's from an EDC, like rounding it out from a, a perfected standpoint, that's one of the ways to really truly have a tool for everything in your tool bag, if you will, uh, mm. is to get a GAN charger. And I really like Anchor stuff. Highly recommend them. I think they're, I think when I bought mine, it was around 40 or $50. They're probably around that same price now, if I had to guess. But they have more ports now. Nice. Yeah, definitely worth it. Especially, you know, if you're the stop and go type, maybe you're on the road, laptops running low, you can throw the throw it on the charger for 20 minutes and get enough juice to last you the rest of the day, right? So that's, exactly. That's definitely a solid thing to have, and the fact that you can kind of use it with all of your USB-C type equipment. Um, I've got something similar on a much smaller scale, but we'll move into talking about watches. I've got a little adapter that I actually threw on my keychain, so in a pinch, if I 
if my Garmin watch, they use a kind of proprietary charging plug. Um, if my watch is running low, I've got a little adapter that's on my keychain that I can actually plug into USB-C and throw the watch on it if I needed to in a pinch. So uh, definitely nice to have that flexibility with, with uh, having all of your devices on USB-C. Um, so moving on to the watch. Um, right now for a watch, I'm using a uh, Garmin Phoenix 7X Sapphire Solar. Um, it's not inexpensive by any means. Uh, the only reason I picked it up was because I, I had a couple of other Garmin watches that I ended up selling and making some decent money on. And I found this was new in box from somebody on Reddit. They bought it for a, they're like a triathlete or something like that. They were going to run a race that they ended up just using an Apple watch, surprisingly enough. And, um, so they were looking to sell it, and I got it for probably 250 bucks under retail. So I think crazy. Yeah, typically this watch you're probably looking at. I think I believe it's 9.99, so it's a thousand dollar watch. Um, I ended up paying 750. Garmin, um, I'm a huge fan. I don't think I'll unless there's a you know a big um, you know a big name player that comes along and releases something that really catches my interest. Uh, I'll probably be a Garmin customer for a very long time. Um, the thing that I like most about it is that it it is a it is a smartwatch to an extent, but it's more of a fitness tracker. And I try to use it in a way that I'm turning off a lot of like the watch notifications. I just I'm trying to reduce the amount of noise in my life. And uh, you know, between the laptop, the tablet, the cell phone, and the watch, you've got each of these four devices pinging you constantly it's it's tough to pay attention sometimes yeah so i have most of the notifications turned off on this thing i don't really use it so much as a smartwatch as i do a fitness tracker um so it's got built-in you know map support uh i can download jeff we've talked about trails and hikes and stuff like that i can download from all trails uh gpx files and load them up onto my watch and use it for navigation um I've got some videos up on YouTube where I've done some hikes using the Phoenix and it's just a, it's a phenomenal device. The, the solar aspect of it is a nice to have, I would say, if you're going on like a big, long, you know, a trek that's like a, you know, like say you're doing like a 24 hour hike or something like that, where you've got the, you know, the GPS running constantly and it's really just killing your battery. The solar is nice to have. I think that'll help you get a little extra juice, but I don't think the solar on these watches makes enough of a difference to the point where you've got infinite battery. Um, I do get about a month out of this thing, which is amazing for a smartwatch. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as solar goes, minimal charge that you see from that. It doesn't really make too much of a difference, at least for how I use it. Um, but yeah, and I would in, argue that's for most people, to be honest with you, too. Yeah, agreed. Unless you're, you know, one of those ultra athletes or something like that. But this, um, yeah, it's just like the perfect watch for me. I love it. And uh, yeah, I don't see myself really going any other direction. I think I've bought into Garmin's uh, ecosystem. As far as like their app goes, uh, the data that you can get out of this watch as far as like, you know, sleep habits, stress levels, um, stuff like that. It, it really does a great job. I told the story before, but back uh, earlier this year in January, I went to Mexico and uh, basically landed in Mexico and found out that the wife and I had tested positive for COVID. And when you check the heart rate data on this watch um, from the time that I have COVID, you can see that spike and you can pretty much like, 
you know, there's direct correlation between obviously your heart rate and sickness. And it's kind of interesting to see that, um, just, you know, out of a, something that sits on your wrist. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. But yeah, big Garmin fan. I think Jeff, again, you had recommended Garmin at one point before I even knew that they made watches. And now here I am a couple years later, it's really all I want to wear. They make great watches. In fact, you know, on the sickness note, the NBA had looked at giving everyone a Garmin watch, um, back during COVID as a way to, you know, track body temp and, um, pulse heart rate. They ended up giving everyone aura rings cause they were just, they were easier to wear mm-hmm. for everybody. But as far as smart watches go, I, I do think that Garmin probably makes the best to be completely honest with you. Weirdly enough, I, I don't have a smartwatch at the moment, in, at this moment in time, after this podcast, I'm going to Best Buy to pick up a Pixel watch because uh, they're on sale today. Nice. Um, but I, I do think Garmin, you know, from a from a fitness and utility standpoint, uh, they're very hard to beat. It's just the prices do get up there for some of them, uh, but it's worth for what you're getting. It's the true, you know, tool EDC watch and they don't look, they don't look bad. You know, they used to be very bulky and gaudy. They're not like that anymore now, especially like the one you have. It's a very good looking watch sapphire screen all that i think yours is a sapphire screen right yeah yep so like you get what a you know i, I do wear a mechanical watch i wear a, a 214 270 um if you know watches you know what that means it's not you know not a flashy watch but it's considered like your every day if you had one watch in your collection that's all you ever need mm. and i think a lot of those garmin watches are that same way yeah yeah it's definitely a nice piece of tech and having the sapphire screen with the scratch resistance has bailed me out a couple times um but yeah, they, they definitely make some quality stuff and it's expensive. You get what you pay for, but even beyond mm-hmm. this, I mean, you can buy an $1,800 Garmin watch if you want. It's, it's crazy. Right. <laughs> so, right. Right. Uh, I'm excited. I can't wait to hear what you think about the pixel watch though. I know it's something you've been thinking about for a while. It's nice to see that it's, it's on sale. You'll be able to pick one up. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Definitely. Nice. Um, so next piece, uh, headphones or earbuds. Um, let's talk a little bit about what we use there. So I've got a pair of uh, Jabra Elite 7 Pros. Uh, bought these, oh boy, probably about a year ago now. Um, and I'm actually glad, so when I made the Apple transition, I was ready to sell these, um, but it kind of sat in a box and I said, you know what, let me just hang on to them for a little bit. And I'm glad that I did. Um, between the time that I was messing around with the Apple stuff, I had the, uh, the AirPods Pro, I had um, also picked up a pair of Pixel Buds at one point, um, but hung on to these, and I just think that it's a, a you know a great everyday uh, set of earbuds. True wireless, uh, active noise cancellation, battery life is great with a charging case, charges via USB-C. Um, really just no complaints. Uh, they stay in my ears pretty well. Don't have any issues with them falling out. I've gone on hikes and runs and stuff like that with these and, and don't have any issues. Um, so, yeah, just Which a, ones are those again. These are the Elite 7 Pro. I'm um, at, I, need, I need a pair myself, so I'm looking at them now. Yeah, and if you can just shout out if you find what the price is. I know they were on I, they're sale They're on recently. sale for 99 right now. Wow. See, okay, yep. so I, I think I spent... 200 they're 50% off yeah I was gonna say they were yeah 200 bucks when I grabbed them so uh, offer ends in 14 hours wow <laughs> is, is that through Best Buy or uh Best Buy Amazon and Jabber directly wow. on their website so, I'm gonna grab t- I need to get a pair for a secret Santa for my family I'm gonna grab two of these nice today. one for me one for them there you go yeah I love these I can't recommend them enough uh they do have um you know the little buttons on the side so you can 
like for me, for example, tap on the left earbud for active noise cancellation to enable and disable it. Right earbud, you can tap to engage your um, assistant. So I have Google Assistant mapped to the right earbud. Um, it's just nice and easy to use. I mean, if I've got my phone in my pocket and I engage you know, Google and I can say, hey, call this supply house while I'm at work. Um, don't even have to pull the phone out. It just makes the call. It's, it's super easy. Um, so yeah, that's, again, this is kind of where I was talking about. I've got a mishmash of all these different, uh, different pieces of tech that I'm using from different companies, but this just kind of fits nicely into the setup and, uh, yeah, it does everything that I need it to for sure. Yeah. These look nice. Thank you. See, this is good. You're getting me to spend more money. I like there we it. go. Yep. Let's keep it going. What else can we have you buy? <laughs> so they come with, they come with three different size, uh, you know, plugs, whatever you want to call them as well. And they, they stay in your ear pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I've got like some big Dumbo ears on me. I would say, I think I use like the medium ear tip and they, they stay in there just fine. Uh, I typically prefer. So if you think back to the, I actually still have them in a drawer here. The dog chewed up the, uh, the charging case, but I have, um, the galaxy buds two plus or the galaxy buds plus, I forget what they're called, but those I loved those when I had them. Those did not have active noise cancellation, but the ear tips have like a little wing, and that wing you can use to kind of lock the earbuds into your ears. Um, if the Jabra had those wing tips like that, I would say they were like they would be the best um, buds that you can get. I know it sounds like stupid just to say you know just based on what kind of tips it has, but for me, especially if you're running or or hiking or something like that, they will not fall out those galaxy buds plus. So, um, but yeah, if, if you may even be able to buy something on online, um, that will give you those wing tips if you're into that kind of thing. But again, with me using the medium tips, no issues with these things falling out there nice and secure. It's funny you say that because so a couple things. So let me open this drawer. So next to me, so I'm, I'm using, I'll go on my little thing here for now. I'm using, uh, AirPods pro first gens. Um, because I had everything Apple, I'm going to switch away just because it's easier to control. Um, you know, when you're using like this Jabra, for example, that's platform agnostic. But Mm -hmm. what I found is they weren't staying in my ears. So I bought on Amazon, they're called foam masters. I'm holding the box in my hand, uh, foam masters, tips, small, medium, and large. I think they were like 15 bucks. They're just, you know, foam tips, memory foam, and they make them so that it stays in my ear and makes a true seal. So I'm sure you can buy those for the Jabra, but I'm actually on the Amazon listing now too. So this is the same thing on Best Buy, Jabber, and Amazon. They have the Elite 7 Pro, which is what you have. They also have the Elite 7 Active, mm-hmm. which I'm looking at the specs between everything. And the 7 Pro and the 7 Active have both six microphones, both eight hours um, of battery life on the on the case, and then 30 on the buds or whichever way that is back and forth. It's just the way it's listed. Uh, they both have six millimeter drivers, so it's, it's pretty much the same internal. The difference mm-hmm. between the Active and the Elite 7 Pro, the Elite 7 Pro has multi-sensor voice. The Active has Jabra shake grip, so it's meant for like when you're running and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's probably what I'll get. I'll probably get the Elite 7 Actives. They look nice. almost identical. They just have something different about them. I don't know if it's that they're, if they're rubber uh, is what makes them stay in. Yeah, designed to let earbuds stay comfortably in. It doesn't say what, at least at quick glance. But I could uh, be wrong, ring, I guess. Yeah, I could be wrong too. But I feel like when I was shopping around for earbuds, I looked at the Active, and you know how they different devices have like the different IP level water resistance yes. ratings. These might be like a higher rating to kind of 
offset if you're sweating while you're running, stuff like that. Sure, uh, yeah. No, no issues with the ones that I have, but also something to consider if it's primarily going to be used for like fitness or or what have you. If you're going to be out in the rain wearing them, might be uh, something to look into. I th- I believe that was a feature, but I will need to uh, need to double check on that to confirm. Yeah, I'm going to buy these now officially. I'm going to get what color do you have? The black. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yep. Okay. And I know Jeff B in our Discord is a big um, jabber guy as well. So yes. Keeping it in the family this way. Yep. Yeah, I so think that's Elite actually sevens. what pushed me to those. Yep. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Elite. Oh, those are the pros. Never mind. Okay. Yeah, so there's so, like a typical Amazon page, it's a little confusing. The mm. actives are actually uh, 90, so they're a little bit cheaper. It looks Even like. better. Even better. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. And then the pros are 100, so I'll be buying those right when the show ends. Good man. Love it. <laughs> so last piece uh, to make up the EDC. So I, I actually haven't even taken this out with me. Santa just dropped it off uh, a few weeks early. Um, I got my Steam Deck. Um, I got it on Thursday night. FedEx was kind enough to drop it at the top of my driveway right next to my mailbox. Left it outside there on the ground. Thank you, FedEx. Um, <laughs> this thing is awesome, man. I'm... I mentioned to you, Jeff, on Friday, uh, I briefly got hands on yours, maybe five minutes just checking out Mad Max when you showed it to me. I remember being blown oh, away. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I I got to mess around for a minute or two, and I was like, wow, that thing really is sweet. But now that I've been able to kind of get my own and, and really sit down with it, it is awesome. It is very impressive what they've done for, especially for a first iteration of a, a Steam Deck, for them to put out something like this is it's pretty impressive. Um it's a big, big piece of kit. So, I mean, like that's that's like my thing here is I'm running out of space quickly with this laptop bag that I have. I cannot put yeah. the Steam Deck in there. It will not fit. Um, now, I've done some cool things with it already, and I've really only been able to mess around with it for maybe three, four hours. Uh, this weekend's been a busy weekend, so just trying to get hands-on when I can. Um, I love the fact that it runs Linux. Um, from there, it's... I started thinking like, okay, so I've got the NAS in the basement. If I'm running Linux, I've got a way that I can permanently mount my network share on the Steam Deck, and then I can access like all my ROMs and stuff like that. Um, set up WireGuard so I can tunnel into my home network and do that. Like just for example, if I'm at work and on my lunch break playing Steam Deck, I could tunnel into my home network and stream ROMs and just it's not even streaming the ROM. It's just load up the ROM into the, the emulator on the deck and, and play at work without having any of those games take up any storage. I've been able to do that successfully, just like on the computer before, um, streaming PS2 games, which, you know, you're looking at like a 4.7 gig ISO and to be able to stream it like from your home network and play without any kind of hiccups or latency or any issues like that. It's, it's pretty cool to have everything tie in together like that. So I was able to set all that up yesterday. Um, I got like, you know, I edited my, I think you call it like F's tab or FS tab, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Uh, edited that file so that I can mount my network share. So I've got like my Unraid folder there and access to everything. Um, I think the more that I'm doing that though, I sat down yesterday for, you know, three, four hours setting all this stuff up and, and getting all my games added. And I kind of realized like, that other handheld that I've got, I think I'm going to dedicate that as my emulation handheld. The deck is much more performant. Like, I can do much more in terms of emulation with it. However, 
I am spending way too much time to try and perfect like, you know, adding in all my games and getting all the metadata scraped properly and, and just making it perfect. Um, I'm finding that I'm like not even really able to play the deck when I'm doing this. So I sat down and I got like three or four little consoles set up. Um, and the I'm talking like, you know, some of these consoles have like 24, 25 games, 50 games. Uh, to do two or three of those, it took me hours to set that up. And I haven't even gotten <laughs> into like Genesis and Super Nintendo, which have libraries of like 700 plus games, right? So all this stuff is already set up on that other device. I think I'm primarily just going to use the Steam Deck for Steam. Um, okay. And then, and then streaming too. Um, yep. So streaming PS5 basically. Um, which is where Linux will come into play. There's some different options available there that I can stream PlayStation. Um, but yeah, it works great, and I think I can further explore. So I bought the 256 gig model, uh, which is kind of like middle of the road. Um, I've seen that people are actually able to download their Steam games to their NAS and access the games you know, off device, basically. So... If I start to exceed that 256 gigs, I can start installing Steam games on the NAS and just stream them. Basically, I keep saying stream. It's not really streaming, but I can access the files remotely to play the games. Um, And I've heard that people do that with great success. So um, something else to look into. But hands down, I mean, to be able to play PC games again um, is, number one, that's exciting for me. But to be able to do it on a handheld is just... It's so cool, man. I'm, I'm finishing up right now. I'm pretty sure I'm nearing the end of Half-Life 2, um, which I've been playing for a couple of months now, just like over GeForce Now. But to be able to wrap it up on the Steam Deck feels right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's the way it's meant to be. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take mine out of the case because I, I want to, you know, sound effects and everything live. Oh, I love I wanna, it. I want to have it. the real thing here. Um, <laughs> I've had this is my second time having the Steam Deck. So I got it over the summer. Loved it, but there were and this is going to sound crazy. There were only 1000 Steam Deck verified games back then. Now, when I say you say there's 1000 games, of the 1000, I think maybe 20 of mine were actually playable on the deck back then. Wow. Uh now they're up to it's either 6 or 7000 and I have 170 games that are um Steam Deck verified. Now that's fully verified. I probably have another, you know, 150 games that will run, but there's a little quirk, like you and I have talked about, like text is small, or you have to use an on-screen keyboard to enter your name when you start the game, stuff like that. Mm. Um, And I am going to turn mine on. So I have the 512 uh, gig version. In my opinion, the 256 is the sweet spot. It's the way to go from a price standpoint. You get the same case. The only thing that's a little bit different is the speed of the hard drive, which makes no difference. Um, Yeah, I have 155 games that are that are great on deck That's awesome. uh, in this little tab here. Now, again, I have 865 games total, and I am willing to bet I can play almost half of those on here. Mm-hmm. That said, the 256 or even the 512, it's great because it creates an artificial constraint of... It's like the joke of, like, you know, my wife walks into her full closet and says, I have nothing to wear. It's the same thing on the deck. I have nothing to play. I have 900 <laughs> games. I have nothing to play. By only putting certain a certain amount of games on here, I, I'm making myself play through these before I start the next thing. And this mm-hmm. way, I'll actually get through my backlog. But I mean, again, I have 19 games installed on here, and, and those games include uh, Horizon Zero Dawn Hades, which thank you for that, by the way, Evan. I, I started that last night. Nice. Um, 
Spyro, you know, there's a, the Spyro trilogy is on Steam. The Witcher 3, uh, you can even go back to Turok 2, you know, Seeds of Evil, Vampire Survivor, so on and so forth. I just, the first week I had this thing, I mentioned it on the show, I put more time into it for the entire, than the entire month that I first had it. Uh, this thing is now my, it's my console. You know, I'm, I'm back full PC gaming for everything and I have docks, USB-C docks throughout my house. I can go to any TV or any one of these docks and dock this thing, get power, get video out and just play it no matter where I am. It's with me every day. I try to take, you know, 20 minutes on lunch and do a quick little Vampire Survivors run or whatever it might be if I can. That'll now transition into doing a Hades run, uh, which I'm going to pick your brain on when we, when we hang up this, this show. Yeah. Um, but I just, this... It's definitely it's definitely more expensive than a Switch if you go with the middle or the high end. Uh, it's the same price as the Switch if you get get the low end, which is you know three ninety nine. If you are a PC gamer or if you want to become a PC gamer, Evan and I have had Steam for what I think we're both at seventeen years now. Uh, we just have libraries Jeez. of hundreds of games and mm. the emulation standpoint, and you can run other stores on here, other game stores on here like Ubisoft, and I think I don't think Epic does run yet, uh, but I know like Ubisoft, UPlay does and stuff. There's just so much you can do with it, and this is the first generation of the product. It's just going to keep going and keep getting better. Uh, this is like the true EDC thing for me. It's I, I literally have a PC in my backpack that I can pull out and play with two hands, and and not it's light. It's huge, but it's light for what it yeah, is. Yeah, it is. Yep. Megan was actually surprised too. I said, "Hey, check this out," and I handed it over to her, and she's like, "Wow, this is it's big, but it's not heavy. It definitely isn't yeah. heavy." It's weird. So you ordered it right after our podcast last week, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. I pretty much hung up and <laughs> clicked check out, you know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, it showed up pretty quick. I It was funny. I saw, you, you know, we, I'm sure anybody that's listening can vouch. So, like, you get text messages almost daily like, hey, you've got a package out for delivery. <laughs> so I got one that said it was from Carroll Springs or Carroll Springs, yeah. I think. Carroll Car- Springs, yeah, Illinois. exactly. Illinois, And yep. I... I feel like, I don't know if it's just, I know that from being a Steam customer for 17 years or whatever, but I think the light bulb just kind of went off. Like, I didn't get an email that it shipped, but I got that text and I said, that's my Steam Deck. I just knew. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it's phenomenal. I'm, I'm glad I went middle of the road. I think that the base model is a little too light in the storage department. Yeah, I agree. Um, but you I can like put that. an SD card in there if you want to, though. Yep, good point, so. good point. I like that artificial constraint, though. Like you said, I, similar thing on PS5, the... I think the usable storage is like 600 gigs, right? So like you're yeah. you can fit five, six, seven games on there out of a library of 400, but it definitely keeps you on track. So um, very excited to mess around with it. I was supposed to clean the whole house with the wife today, but we decided to push that off, which means more Steam Deck time. So nice. Um, I'm yeah, installing be... Half Life Two now. Nice. Myself. Yep. Yeah. I'm like, uh, oh man, you want to talk about playing a game in high school and then sitting down when you're like 34 years old and saying, oh yeah. I kind of remember this and it starts coming back to you it's oh man i'm like running through city 17 with the striders right now and it's just such a good time what a great game it really is the game's 20 years old but you wouldn't know no it holds up so well um one other this is like a stupid thing but one little piece of tech that i forgot to include uh panoval pen i use that um with the chromebook that's my stylus i might have mentioned it actually but you that did. just came yeah, in the briefly. other day yep yeah it works great though how much um, was that? That was thirty nine ninety nine, I believe. Okay, got that's that on not bad. Amazon. Yeah, it's got built in USB C port for charging there, and uh, uh, the the tip of uh, like the eraser side of the pen actually functions as an eraser too. So you can just nice. kind of flip it over and erase. So um, kind of completes the setup there as far as what we were talking about before. Um, but yeah, I think uh, that pretty much covers everything. So like we said, we'll have notes. 
uh, or I'm sorry, links in the show notes um, to everything we talked about today. If you guys have any questions, shoot us a message. Uh, you know, maybe let us know what you guys use as part of your EDC. Um, quick shout out, man. We've got listeners. So I'm, I'm looking at it right now on our anchor page. We've got listeners obviously in the United States, but Sweden, Germany, Canada, and Puerto Rico. Crazy. Crazy. I'm telling you, we're starting to take over, Jeff. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> our, our quest for world domination is uh, coming to fruition. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, thank you for everyone who does listen. We've actually we've had a few new people jump into the um, into our Discord as a result of it. So, you know, if that's something you're interested in, let us know. Uh, yeah, Sweden, Germany, Canada, Puerto Rico. There was also Denmark too. I don't know why it's not showing up now, mm. uh, but it, it was there earlier. And it's funny, um, an overwhelming majority are using not any built-in podcast player. They're using Pocket Casts and Overcast, which is pretty cool to see. Oh uh, yeah, yep, interesting. And they're all within the 28 to 34 range, which I don't know if that's accurate, but oh, that's really? from Spotify, actually, so never mind. Because I know oh, we have okay. a couple of uh, 45 to 59s in our Discord. And, oh, you know, the overwhelming majority. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, the, well, yes. Yeah, sorry, yeah. keep going. No, no, I was going to say thank you guys for listening. We do appreciate it. It's all in good fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. And... Uh, you know, if, if you don't hear from us directly, happy holidays. We'll, like I said, we'll probably try and do a single episode, just to some sort of sound bite so that it's out there, but thank you for, for just joining us back on this little journey we've had for the last, you know, going on five weeks now, uh, in a row. So I think it's officially a habit. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's been as a lot of fun. It. Yeah. <laughs> as we break the habit, it's officially a habit. <laughs> But stay tuned for more. Thanks, as always, for listening. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, I'm still there a little bit. It's Jeff F G E O F F E F F uh, on Discord. Someone did ask me what's the what's my actual Discord username, so they can DM me. So it's Jeff F G E O F F E F F, and then pound or the hash uh, tag sign zero nine eight seven. So that's where you can find me directly on Twitter or on Discord. I mean, and I can bring you, you know, into the server. Uh, shoot me a message on Steam. I actually had somebody add me on Steam as a result of this too. That's Jeff F. So let everyone know, cool. Evan, where you want people to find you because they will. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, they definitely will. Yeah, you can find <laughs> me on the Tech House Discord, uh, YouTube at Evan Schaefer, and then I guess I should be putting my Steam tag out there. You can yeah. find me uh, Rush Tech Suplex um, nice. on Steam. Awesome. Well, this has been another week of the Cipher Podcast. Thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, when we bring guests on, we will have them kind of give us a quick little rundown of their EDC. We'll kind of make that like a new thing. Uh, cause this is something we're both passionate about. So I think it'll be a little cool touch for every guest we have on. Yeah. Agreed. Awesome. Well, that about does it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care. Thanks guys.